We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. I'm going to kick this off because we're going to stay on topic. Oh, yeah. Fern's taking the lead. Fern's taking the reins. Well, I don't like fielding nonsense. They're not nonsense. I don't like fielding complaints due to your nonsense. So we're just going to get to it. <laughs> oh, you know, something positive came. I did I did start an OnlyFans page after the conversation we had. It, it will probably grow at the same rate as our Patreon subscribers. So um, <laughs> the... <laughs> Which, by the way, if you haven't subscribed to Patreon, you should subscribe to Patreon. We'll answer we, your questions there. You know, you joke, but we do have a good number of Patreon subscribers because we do answer questions that we don't talk about on this podcast. You can find the link on our uh, where can they find it, Katie, on our Instagram at Best Hour of Their Day. Yep, just go to our bio. Um, and also, it, this is the first time all three of us are wearing Best Hour of Their Day T-shirts right now. <laughs> Look at me, wow, by repping the, the brand. I always wear my best hour underwear. So um. <laughs> um, the best hour thumb, but you can get that. We have some new merch out there. We have our care shirt. We have our coaches shirt. We brought back the don't eat like an asshole shirt that I had started with on your eating. And we've got a new shirt coming. Actually, don't for- tell them. Don't tell them. Don't tell them. You're, okay. you're fucking this up. We're already off track, right? <laughs> I, I, I look a, how easy I, it was to derail him. Look how easy it was. Shiny case squirrel. No, no. I, I let it go, but we're going to cut it off short. So I have a question for you. How many, how many, how many gyms do you think you've been to? CrossFit affiliates. CrossFit affiliates. Um, I put that number at a, at least a hundred. Yeah, I think that's fair. I probably have also been to maybe somewhat. Also, I, I people I, there's people that say they've been to like hundreds of gyms. I'm like, I don't think you understand how many gyms that, that is. No, I mean, I would say just a. I owned three. I've probably coached at seven others. There's ten. Right. You and I dropped into 10 during right. dropping in season one available on our YouTube channel. And then I went, people don't maybe remember Roz, my wife and I, we went on a three month tour over uh, the summer of 2017 where, I, you know, I was doing a, a seminar every day for three months and not to mention seminar staff. Right. You know, I, yeah. I've probably been to, I've probably been to at least 30 or 40 just working seminar like different ones i've been a lot of them are on repeat but i leave probably you know almost 200 seminars probably 40 of them are unique but um what is it that you notice about crossfit affiliates that when you walk into them so you've been to a lot of them far more than most is there something you notice about them there's something that i think is very uh, interesting about crossfit affiliates and a lot of people think this is bad but i think it's good no i think the you know the obvious thing it's the same thing that I was giving pushback to people on last summer when they were complaining where it's like, Oh, I'm an affiliate. I need X, Y, and Z. It's like, no, you don't get it. The beauty of CrossFit is that you get to be you, you get to do your own thing. Right. So affiliates are, are essentially this unique butterfly. Yes. There's a ton of overlap, but the thing that people want from CrossFit is this, you know, being told what to do where they don't the beauty of CrossFit, the beauty of walking into a new affiliate. is like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I know there's going to be barbells. There's going to be a rig. But other things like 
what's in your bathroom? What does your class look like? What workouts are you doing? It's that, you know, it's, it's that we're all special unicorns. My daughter would really appreciate that. The, that, that is what I think is most interesting about the CrossFit affiliate space is every time I go to a gym, there's a part of me that's excited because I'm going to see something that I've never seen before. And, and, and extrapolate that over to 10 to 15,000 affiliates that you could go in and you could legitimately learn both good and bad 10 to 15,000 things by just moving, like just going into other, other boxes. And a lot of people look at that, the affiliate model as, um, as a negative and there's, there's positive and negatives to everything, Right. But I think it is a I think it's a massive positive because I get to create something unique to me and I get to put the soul in my gym. It's mine. And I get to make it what I want. I get to create whatever energy in there and that I want. And what I think has happened in some regards is a lot of people have lost that because they start chasing something else. For, for the purposes of money, right? So think about, uh, we'll give a couple examples, right? So PT first is a big discussion, right? Now, all the examples I'm going to give today, I'm not against any of them, by the way, right? So I'm not against PT first. I'm not against individualized programming. I'm not against, um, you know, competitors courses, all of that stuff. I am against leaving the reason that you started CrossFit and what made it so good to begin with to make it very blah, in my opinion. Well, let me, let me throw something in there, Fern. And I know, you know, we'll probably get to this, but part of the problem is people don't know why they opened. Well, that too, I think they do. I think they, I think they kind of, it's kind of like the community deal where it's like, it's a quasi intangible thing, but you, you, we could talk about it and we could kind of describe it a little bit, but you haven't like really ironed it out, but you know, just like, but really what they would say is like, I went into CrossFit. The community was amazing. Like I loved everybody there. We would throw down. It was fucking awesome. And blah, 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 right? Like all of those things that we all remember from back in the day. And that thing that we basically made this leap for that we were in love with, we abandoned for any number of reasons. Because somebody told us that we should do PT first, and again, I'm not opposed to it, or somebody told us that everybody needs you know, uh, a specific program or whatever. And then the result of that is it's not fun anymore. It's not cool. The classes don't have the energy that they have that they used to have back in the day. Because I basically segregated the population and I put them, you, you know, my special people over here, all my PT folks over here. And, and this is where I, this is where I talk to gyms all the time who are struggling with, they're like, I just, I don't know why the, the vibe in, in, in here isn't great. I don't know why I can't get, you know, leads in here. And I said, you know, and, and to some extent, I'm like, the vibe in there might suck. I agree. I mean, I think for so many people, you know, you get involved in business. We just had a great call on our, on our coaches development with David Newman, the founder of RX Smart Gear, and the passion he exuded was contagious. And I think for a lot of box owners, day one, they have that passion. And then slowly along the way, that passion, it's not that the passion goes away or the passion 
actually changes. It's that A, box owners are notorious for chasing after the next shiny object rather than focusing on, hey, this is what we set out to do. This is the most important thing. This is what I need to be focused on, not PT first or whatever these other you know expressions or the next cool thing is. It's hey, let's let's focus on the members that we have and let's focus on providing just a tremendous, amazing experience. So that that's at the crux of this, right? Because there's some there's some problems with everything, right? So there's problems with group class. There's problems with private training. There's 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 a ton of there's a ton of issues depending on which route that I go. the The issue that people are running into is they've diverted off the initial path that they started on, which was group class. Now there can be value to have PT. There can be value to individualized programming. However, if it takes away from your core offering, then my answer is no. Absolutely not. The what this is so this is the next shirt, right? Which is the, the next oh, yeah. like the next you're now we're ta- now we're doing this. it right now. This is it, which is make group class cool again, right? I get it that people want to do individualized programming, but you know what's way fucking better? Being in a class with 15 people and having an awesome time rather well, than and- doing 45 minutes of your accessory work and your squat program and your different EMOM for your skill work and like cool. I get it, you can do that. But I'm going to tell you right now, having done thousands of classes, the group class is better every day of the week and twice on Sunday, if you do well, it and, right. And something you said is, you know, box owners or, or affiliates kind of get pulled away from the main thing. And newsflash, spoiler alert, I don't care where you're located in the world. I don't care what you think is unique at your box or not. Group classes is your main thing. If you have the word CrossFit before your town or before the Greek word or before some made up word like Rife, you know, if you have an affiliate, group classes is it is or are group classes are if you say plural, it's are group classes are your main thing. Thanks for recommending. Yeah. If you just said group class is, if you said since you said group classes, it's are. Yeah. Group. Group so class is, is group class t- is your thing. Is it yeah, make group class. group class cool again, or is it make group classes? Hey, make group classes cool again. Make group classes. Gotcha. Copy. Or group class, whatever, whatever we want. It doesn't matter. We could do both. The world is your oyster, just like your affiliate, which is the whole fucking point, right? So, and, and here's the deal. We joke around about like, do that, but better. But that is what we're saying. Right. If you started chasing individualized programming or PT first, you were doing it because your core offering was not where it should be. Meaning like the, the, the group class is not building and fueling everything else on top of that. So the answer, which I'm going to die on this hill, quite frankly, is not go do other things. It's get better at your group class. Well, and it's not to say you can't do other things, but too many people are trying right. to do other things when they're not actually doing a good job with this. At group. your core thing. It's like trying to cheat on your wife when you're not even doing a good job with your wife. Makes yeah, sense. You're, you're not going to have, you're you know? not going to have a, yeah, you're not going to have a girlfriend or a wife at that point. You're just going to be a lonely guy living in his mom's basement, kind of like Jay. And the point, the point is 
the point is this, again, I'm not opposed to those things, right? They can be very beneficial if you layer them on top of something that is already awesome. And the reason that is problematic is if I, we'll start with personal training. Personal training is a different type of trainer, a different skill set. If I take my group ninjas and I try to make them personal trainers far more often than not, it will not transfer over. It doesn't scale the same way, right? There are scalable versions of it. But if that worked, everybody would doing it and everybody would be crushing. It can work in instances. The instances are far smaller, right? And the same thing with, with individualized programming. Moving towards individualized programming can be very time-consuming, particularly if you're not that good at it. If, group, if, if individualized programming was not your thing prior to, and you're trying to go from group class to individualized programming, to do it well takes time. Well, not to mention everyone, you know, so many box owners have this mentality of, well, I can't pay my coaches a great amount. So go get some one-on-one -on -one clients. And like you're saying, the same skills you need for a class, of course, there's some overlap. If we were to look at it as a Venn diagram, you know, the six criteria are right. still there, but it's such a different mindset one-on-one. -on -one. And I can tell you, from years of a decade of experience training people one-on-one, -on -one, it is nowhere near as enjoyable as running group classes. Just think to the last time you coached a group class and one person showed up, you know, you wanted to leave, but you also knew you had a member there. Like you right. did not want to do that. Why? Because it, not because it was only one person and you didn't have a full class because you were like, this next hour of my life is going to be a time and energy suck. I think you lose more energy because I think there's like a, like a balance in, in group class. Yes. I'm giving a lot of energy. We've talked about how every one hour of class is like two hours of work, but I'm also gaining a lot back from my class. We're in a one-on-one -on -one setting. You're just giving, you're not gaining a lot. So no, it's not it's at just, all, you know, and, and not to mention you need to be a really freaking good coach. If you're going to coach one-on-one, -on -one. And a lot, I mean, not that you don't have to for group classes, but you better be able to see and correct even more because this person's paying you for individualized attention. That is the great misconception with regard to like one person versus many. And we Wait, see I thought you were going to say time. that is the greatest thing you've ever said. Well, you've yet to say anything great. So we'll, I, when you say it, I'll let you know. The, which is, and we see it every time, like very often in the level two, which is in the group setting, I can hide. I can hide my lack of skills by just kind of bouncing around sporadically. By being, fun, by being a cheerleader, by having presence. Right. We've talked about how presence and attitude hides a lot. How much presence and attitude, obviously you need to be there. You need to be aware. You need to be turned on in one-on-one, -on -one, but it's not like you're blasting 80s rock. It's not like you're right. running around high-fiving people. You're sitting there, you're looking at knees, you're looking at heels, you're looking at you know hip extension. And so, because you see it when they go from, when they go to coach one person and then I'm like, cool, let's just coach the, let's just coach the air squad for like, you know, two to five minutes and they're stuck at 60 seconds. And I'm like, and this is how your personal training session is going to go too, by the way. That's right? better, right? You see right. that at level two is like, I think, when they I think it's pretty good. I think he's all set. And I'm like, all right, like, well, really? his, you, knees are his knees are touching, but we'll, heard, we'll go with that. Times, how many times have you been at a level two during that teach back portion? I'm like, do you do CrossFit? Like, have you done this before? Well, there, there's a lot of nervousness in there, right? So I'll give people a break where you get put in front of your peers and somebody's looking over you and then you just shit the bed, right? Like I've done that before. Like that's, I'll, I'll, I give everybody the benefit of doubt in that scenario. 
You forgot yeah. the progressions, for yeah. example. Just like, uh, blah, 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 sorry. So, but, and the, the point is this, you, the core thing that you started with, which was group class for, let's call it 99.9% of people. The core thing that you started with was good, probably better energy in most instances early on when you started because you were hype about it. And then the business started to beat you down. And then you started to chase other things. And I'm right now, what ended up suffering was your core offering because you started chasing other things. And then your time starts to get diverted to other places that don't get attention that should be. And then what happened, vibe in the facility comes down when you do that because your core offering is not the same. Cause I've got a personal training client over here. I've got three or four people in the, in the group class over here. The coach is mediocre because I don't have time to develop them. Right. We have shitty retention practices because I got too many personal training clients as I'm spending time writing, you know, subpar individualized programming because it is. And I hate to tell people that, but it is. You don't have enough time underneath your belt to be doing those things. Like I have a ton of time programming, like thousands upon thousands, like all types of programming, periodization, like typical strength cycles, Olympic weightlifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, strength and conditioning. It takes time to learn that shit and do it well. And I would consider myself okay at most of them, not nowhere near to being an expert with the exception of CrossFit, with the exception of CrossFit. And, and, and I've considered myself to be pretty good in the endurance world. But anyway, the point is this. Hey, the point is, crazy over here. <laughs> the, the, the point is this. The point is you left the core thing, which was not built to the degree that it should have been, then then allows you to put these other bolt-on aspects of the business onto it, which is the individualized programming, the PT, because you can't hire somebody at the appropriate rate who's an actual PT coach, you know, who specializes in personal training. And this is why there's a struggle to get the vibe up in the gym. Like yesterday, I coached the 4 p.m. or the 5 p.m. or something. I don't remember, but it was whatever. And it was hype in there. People were like, you should not drink as much C4. And I was like, you should go PR your front squat, right? So let's do that. And, but, and my point is like, you don't want to just be fun energy guy. But if people are not looking forward to coming into the gym, you're going to have serious issues. I mean, serious issues. And it's real hard for me to be like, the community in this gym is amazing if I don't walk in and immediately get like a, a vibe of energy when you walk in. Like that is what you should be creating. And this is why I want people to make group class great again, right? I'm not saying those other things aren't, aren't good. They're good. They can be valuable only if done well, added on top of a fucking amazing group class experience. Yeah, I like, you've made it singular, which I prefer, make group class great again. But- I, I agree. I mean, it, it has to start with the coach looking forward to being there and bringing that energy. And whether it does take, there are times, yeah, you got to pound some pre-workout and bring it, but you should be that excited. You are, there's not many careers out there that you get to make someone else's day every single day. And that's, that's the beauty of CrossFit. You know, you get to do that and, and you're right. Somewhere along the way, we're like, oh, we need to do it this way. We need to do individualized. 99% of the people you are coaching on a daily basis do not need that. I mean, no. let's not toot our own horns, but you and I have been doing this for a very long time as far as the fitness thing goes. And we continue to get fitter. You and I, I mean, in our 40s now, continue to improve. I do exactly what the box does alone in my garage most days, and I'm getting fitter. 
Yeah, you know, you can make the argument. Would you get here? Here's the big. Here's the argument I make. Okay, Jay, you have some weaknesses. Yes, my double unders need improvement. You know, mostly I just blow up. My lungs blow up, or my Olympic lifts need to be better. But here's the thing that people don't think about: if it's not fun, it doesn't matter how great the individualized programming is. If your members don't do it, you can give them. This is the program that's going to take you to the games. Great. If you hand that to me tomorrow, I'm not doing it because it's not fun. Right. It's boring. Right. So, and, and there's a couple of hidden. There's a couple of hidden issues in there, and I've addressed one in previous podcasts, which is like personal training has a very fine, finite ceiling on it. Like you can only do so many personal training sessions in a day. Number one, any hours in a day. So there's only so many people you could train. Number two, which nobody else likes to talk about, is everybody just likes to say that you can just charge a million bucks for your PT. No, you can't. The pool of people that now fall in that bucket that can afford 500 to $1,000 a month becomes extremely small, right? So the, the demographic that I'm now chasing just went from, let's just call it like 100 to six. And now I have to compete with other personal trainers, right? But at the end of the day, here's the deal. I can, this is like, a, this is like functional movements versus isolated movements, right? I'm not saying that you shouldn't do bicep curls and tricep extensions and ab work, right? What I'm saying is that they should not comprise the bulk of your training protocol, right? Your training protocol should consist of functional movements, compound, you know, high power output movements, squatting, pulling, pressing, running, all of those things. And then I'm going to layer on like the vegetables of that, which is like, let's throw in a little bit of accessory work. Let's do some bicep curls. Let's do some tricep extension. Let's do some, you know, some transverse movement. That is how the PT and the individualized programming should work. The bulk of your training protocol and what you offer should be in the core offering. And it should cover 95% of what, what people need. The other 5%, you can dabble in those other ones. And then you can really, really well. Cassidy and Lindsay and I were talking yesterday about just the, the conversation when we're evaluating interns almost all immediately goes to the one thing that is an absolute no-go is what is the class like? And if the class is boring, I'm like, no, it's not happening. Like they can be the smartest person on earth and they'd be like, they could be dropping knowledge bombs. And I'm like, this is boring as fuck. So the answer is no. And I've told people that I'm like, listen, I actually don't care if you can coach the air squat. What I care about is when you walk onto that floor, are people having a good time? And if they're not, the answer is just no. I think we've talked about it time and time again. That's the, the most important thing because it goes back to you can coach the hell out of an air squat, but if someone's not paying attention to you, if someone is not involved in this, they're not going to get better. One of the things when I first opened my affiliate and I hear it a lot from CrossFit affiliates is like, hey, you know, we charge a lot. It's $150, it's $200 a month, but it's like having a personal trainer in a group class. And then, but you know, which, which I don't disagree with. Is it with. though? No, I don't think it, it is. It should be. It but should it, be. Right. But the problem is we use that as the sales pitch to get you in the door. And then somewhere along the way, we're like, oh, but by the way, you do need actually to spend 75, 80, $90 an hour to work one-on-one. -on -one. But it's like, hey, you told me I'm going to get that right. in class. And the problem is a lot of coaches, they can't provide that. You know, as soon as they get more than three or four people in a class, they're lost. They, they're not 
And, and then box owners are throwing them in classes of 16, 18, and 20 people or more and wondering why the, why the class itself, why the product is diminishing. Well, they're not capable of coaching that many people. So you have to improve. You have to level up to the point that whether it's two, four, or 20 in a class, you're making it feel individualized, but it's more fun because they're with their friends. That's the key. And this is the one thing that I think everybody, which is goes back to the uniqueness of your gym. If I'm trying to make this cookie cutter thing, because we do this way, we do it this way. And, and, and then my gym looks exactly like the gym next door, then it's not cool. Right. Right. It should be unique. Like my dad was in here yesterday and uh, we did like a, we have like a unique thing at the end of classes. And we had like, we had 40, we had 43 PRs on front squat yesterday and like across the day. Right. And like we did a, we did like a little celebration in there. And my dad was like, any, he, any, he, he pulled something. He was like, Hey, that's kind of like, uh, you know, Dixie basketball camp, which is something from way back in the day, which they had like unique chants and stuff like that, that we would do. And I was like, it's a spin on that. I was like, but we do that for unique scenarios, which is like, this is unique to us. Like, these are the things that make the soul of CrossFit rife. When people come in here, they say, this is different. This is unique. I want to be a part of this with a, uh, with a group of people. Right. I don't want to go over there in the corner and do all of that other weird stuff. There are people that do that. What I'm going to tell you right now emphatically is that they are not going to support your business, meaning like it is you're not going to get enough of them to make the business that you want to make. Again, the core offering should be group class again. If your business is struggling and you're, and you're struggling to bring people to build, I guarantee you if I walk in there, the vibe is low. And people are not stoked to be in there. They're not laughing during class. They're not giving their, their friends shit. They're not sticking around and doing other things afterwards and bantering and doing all of those things. That's why your business is not growing. You need to dive back in on that. The thing that you started for, that you remember back in the day, that you couldn't wait to get to group class. That's why you started CrossFit. If your business and your gym is not growing, it's because you abandoned that for something else. And, and you're probably not even doing that very well. Yeah. And, so and make, like, make group class great again is where it's at. And, and like Coach Glassman used to say, so many people are worried that people are joining other boxes down the road. If they're leaving your box, go into another box in the same town, in the same vicinity, within a five-mile radius, because they're having a lot more fun over there. Way that's, more fun. That's what it comes down to. I would argue this, Fern. Most people that are at your box, fitness is maybe not even the second on their list. Maybe it's lower. Maybe it's third or fourth. The number one thing they're doing is looking for an outlet and escape in their busy, stressful lives. And yet fitness is more of a byproduct of I go to a gym that has a lot of fun. Oh, and by the way, you know, no one's going to your gym like, hey, uh, uh, I heard of this movement. It's called the double under. Is this where I can get one? Or, hey, my buddy, you know, can do muscle ups. And I'm thinking I might want to do one of those too. They're like, hey, my buddy has a really good time and they happen to lose 15 pounds. Can I do that here? That's what they're looking for. They don't learn about fitness. They don't learn about these high skill gymnastics or Olympic lifts until, you know, weeks or months down the road. And it's even longer, if ever, that they care about it. Most people at your gym would take 20 to 30 pounds of weight loss or just feeling good, less joint pain, getting out of bed easier in the morning than muscle-ups or handstand walk. They don't care if they ever do that. 
They just want to show up and have fun. Like when I leave, when I go to, uh, I go to jujitsu, right? I, I train cross in my garage, but I go to jujitsu four or five times a week. Yes, I enjoy choking other people, but you know what else I enjoy? Just not being around a screaming baby for an hour. That's what it is. Right. It's not the bells and whistles. Again, it's going, it's just like, hey, do your, do your group class. Just do it better than you're doing it right now. Do that, but better. Right. Like that's, that's, that's what that joke is about. It's not about like making like all these sexy, super secret things. It's about doing the basic shit really, really well, or as otherwise stated in the level one is like virtuosity. Do the common uncommonly well. We've all seen it. We've all seen a group classes are common. Group classes done exceptionally well is uncommon. And I tell you right now, the gyms that do that, their classes are fucking packed. Yeah, the, the, the people that are doing it well, don't worry about the box down the road. The people that are doing it well, you know, don't get caught up chasing other things, right? It's just like, hey, here are six or eight options or however many you have. I know you have a ton of options per day uh, as, as far as class time goes. And it's like, man, we just knock every class out of the park. And, you know, and, and a lot of that, I think, gets overlooked, too. It's that it's a trickle down. You know, the box owners need to be doing it first and foremost and at the highest level. Then your coaches will do it. But if you're not doing it, if you're a box owner that's in their office writing up individual programming because it makes $150 or $200 a month for you, your coaches cannot be expected to prov provide that product that if you're not. Here's the challenge for everybody. The next class that you guys go coach, I want you to figure out what it is that gets you hype. Like, I don't know if you want to watch hype videos or listen to motivational speeches on YouTube or like break out, I don't know, some old, you know, uh, soundtracks that you like to listen to. What's your but, hype song, Fern? What's your song? Um, I, I mean, like anything out of the late eighties, early nineties, quite frankly, like doesn't even matter what genre, like, it, like I could listen to Chicago and I'd be like, shit's about to go down right now. Like, so look away, look away. Um, of course, <laughs> like, um, you, you know what song I like the Humpty dance. Oh, right. So that, that would be, th those are like very simple examples of just like, Hey, during the, like during the warm up. You have to pre-plan all this. Like, don't be your your job is not to be a DJ, but if you put a little bit of forethought into this, you could tee up something very, very nice, right? Like, if I if I have like something cool and like '80s pop or whatever during the warm up, and then that transitions transitions to the loading, which is like '90s hip hop, and then we go super heavy during the workout. Like, you see how the transition comes up and the vibe is different by all three of those. When I do that, just put a little bit of thought into that, or coming in there and just be like, hey, my job is to be super excited for everybody like i'm gonna be bouncing off the walls today like interacting with everybody making sure pushing the people a little extra on the on the heavy front squats putting five pounds on here 10 pounds there but like hey you should make a 20 pound jump instead of 10 this time like that looked easy that is what we need to be doing right if you're not walking through your gym and to some degree jealous that you're not in the class then you need to do it better Right. Like so, sometimes I'm just like, oh, my God, I would literally do anything to hop in that class right now. Like they're having a good time right now. It's why one of the check one of the things on our on our coach evaluation sheet is, is there group laughter like that is a checkbox on on each portion of the class? Is there group laughter? And if there's not, I can almost unassured. I can almost assuredly tell you that that class is not great.
That, that's an easy, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is at times hard to quantify, but it's also not. It's not right? hard to quantify. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to put on a checklist like a one to 10 because it is so subjective, but it's, it's like one of those things, you know, like we've talked about community, like it shouldn't be a selling point, but it's there. It's definitely there. And it, it's right. the same principle here. When we talk about make group class cool again, it's this idea of, it's just, I don't know how to express it. It's just fun. It's enjoyable. It's fun, dude. It, it's what you just said. Like there are times I'm like, man, I wish I got to be in this class versus working out on my own before class or I would have done, I, I always say this, like I, I look at my score and I'm like, man, if I were in class, I would have got, I would have beat that guy or girl, or I would have gotten a better score because the energy would have been there. The push would have been there, right? I would have been eyeballing them in the workout, trying to beat them. For me, that's what's fun. And it's just, it just gets you excited. And you, you can see it. there are days where my ass is dragging and I don't want to go to class. And then when I do, I'm like, oh man, you know, that expression of, uh, I regret doing that workout said no one ever. Right. That's really what we're right. Like. Yeah. And, and that's what I want people to think about. I want you to really do a deep dive in what it was that got you to open your CrossFit affiliate or why you loved that first affiliate. And I want you to like harness that nostalgia. And then I want you to walk out in your gym and I want you to be really honest with yourself and be like, does that feel the same? And the reality is it probably doesn't. And if it doesn't, then it's your job to go and fix that. Like, what do I need to do? Do I need to be like running around in here, just like smashing C4 and snorting pre-workout in order just to get people energized? Well, then do that for a couple of days. I promise you the vibe will pick up and people will follow your lead. They will come in and they'll be more excited. They'll get after in the workouts. They will bullshit more. They'll hang out longer. They'll buy your merch, like all of those things. It trickles down from that. But if you're boring, guess what? Your gym is probably boring too. It's gonna be really hard to grow something that's boring. And it starts before class starts too, right? It's like, are you going in there? Are you shaking hands? Are you making eye contact? Are you using names? I mean, after I'm done coaching, even if it's three in a row, I almost always, you know, pull up a box and I just kind of sit down, kind of like the end of a level one, a day one, where we just have a social, like I'll chill out. I'll talk like, you should want to be around those people, right? If you're doing a good job, if you're providing the service that you should be, you're attracting the right people. And if you're attracting the right people, you're going to want to spend time with them. You're going to want to hang out. You're going to want to get to know them. The Ford, like we talked about, family, occupation, recreation, dreams. Those are things that if you get to know that about every person at the box, you don't have to do one-on-one -on -one training. You don't have to do marketing. You don't have to be worried about where your next members are coming in because you're going to have a hundred close friends coming in every day, looking forward to working out. And it doesn't get much cooler than that. No. So again, it's not that those other things are bad. You can definitely do them, but they're definitely not what you set out to do. And I understand the evolution of business, but the core, the bulk, the thing that fuels everything else should be your group class. Everything else is the bolt on. And when you flip that model upside down, way more often than not, it does not work. Do not base what your future plans are on the anomalies because so-and-so did it in a like one time. Like it's not the best strategy. CrossFit 
and affiliates that has been proven over and over and over again. Could they be better? 100%. That's why this podcast exists. But at the end of the day, here's what you should do. You should take the thing that you started and you should dive back into it as hard as possible. Put your heart and soul back into it. Dump as much energy as you possibly can back into that. And at the end of the day, if you just do that simple thing, which is make your group class cool again, I promise you, you will be happier and your gym will grow. That's it. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now. And I use all of the scrubs. My favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's a veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show and we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products. 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard bomb. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay.